Excelsior. The Link is a creative collective and platform that supports artists in a range of interests in order to promote a creative community. Thank you for joining the Link Podcast. Today our guest is the talented and much involved River Mackenzie Young. She is a painter, creative, and organizer for One Mike Stand KC and other community events in the city. Let's get into it. Well, thank you so much for linking up with me. Uh, go ahead and just introduce yourself and briefly say what you do. Cool. My name is River. I'm a visual artist and uh, I host on our team for the Mike's Awesome. So what does that, uh, that team do for those that don't know? Um, we host an open mic at the Place Colorado on Main Street. Um, and then sometimes outside of the lights, we do uh, different types of community events, which is like children in the park. And um, we do poetry events, art events, stuff like that. We've done the Q&A. Just um, events that are open to everybody in the community. Uh, and a lot of people to express themselves. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been doing that? Uh, two weeks. Okay. So what made you what made you want to do that? Um, I've always wanted to do an open mic. I used to do them at the Nelson Atkins Art Museum when I was in high school. And then um, I went to school in Boston and came home after about a year. And there was really anything that came to me that felt like um, me, I guess, or just like a place that I wanted to be and didn't feel like just be like outcast. Yeah. Um, and so Pablo was like my dad, he you know, my uncle was back. And uh, I went in one day and he was like, when are you gonna do an mic? And I was like, I guess I'll do one uh, next month. And then I planned with mic and then I went That's awesome. Uh, so like what were like what were some of the first like struggles whenever you started? Uh, definitely like not on the team. It was really just me, Alex, and Chris Doms <clears throat> in the beginning. And so none of us knew how to operate sound and Christian. Christian was our son that. Um, we didn't know how to operate sound really. We, uh, it was we had a really weird time transitioning from the business hours of the restaurant to an open mic. So it's kind of just chaotic with all of that. Uh, yeah, so what was like, what, what was like the process of like getting um, a bigger like team together? Uh, so Chris, uh, it started with me and Alex. And then Chris came to the first one, and then after the first one, uh, I asked him if he wanted to start emceeing, and then he just emceed everyone. Um, after that, he he was our friend prior to prior to coming to the open mic, um, and so it was just kind of like he's a rapper too, so it's easy for him to just get on stage and do it. And then. Um, he, he also knew Christian before doing the open mic. 
And uh, he was like, you know, he got sound because he worked in the production company or something like that. And he offered new sound. And then it just kind of grew from that. Just like people that we knew um, and who wanted to be a part of it. And I was like, they were too excited. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, when did you decide to start like trying to get like visual artists involved as well? Uh, well, I always wanted to do it from the jump. Um, it didn't become more like conducive to the space until probably like June, summer twenty eighteen, or maybe like the end of spring. Uh, I did it first just to try it out and see like if people even like, want to look at art at it or if they were respected or like even buy it. Um, because at that point I was just like, everybody's broke. I know I'm broke, I'm about to come somewhere and like be able to eat and buy art, whatever. And so uh, when I did it, like a lot of people bought stuff and I was like, okay, okay. Like it was a cool way to put a visual artist on. Cause I didn't want it to only just be about performance artists, you know? Yeah. Um, or feel like people who feel like they weren't a singer or poet or rapper couldn't come and like feel like there's a space for them, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. It was it was a really loving environment whenever uh, I had come in and was a visual artist for it. It was it was a really cool experience. Yeah, you get to meet a lot of people and it's just not like I've done in, like I've been in a show where, or like at first started in the pop up, and people just kind of like walk by and don't even pay attention. Like, or like, it's just like, a, I don't know if you've experienced it, it would just be like an awkward, they'll just like uh, stare at your work, or just like walk by with this little big smile, or just like stand there and not say anything. So with all the mic, it's cool because it's just like you get to be creative and be relaxed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that that's just like the the first Friday is like trance, like people just fall into a trance with that much artwork. I feel like if you have too much work, then it just gets to a point where like people just want to see all of it. So it's just like take it all in and walk away. Right. Um, But what was some of the things that you guys like tried to consider whenever you were trying to create this, this environment that people were going to be around? Like, because a lot of people try to get people connected in the community, but not everybody creates a space that people feel welcomed at. So what do you think contributes to to having a space that just feels natural? Um, I'm definitely going to say a has, like, a huge part to do with it. Probably the only thing naturally just has, like, a really good heart and a really good spirit and just puts that out. And so I feel like, um, it's not to be all earthy or whatever, but I feel like he really just like sets the tone and the energy in the space and that's what gets attracted back to it naturally. Yeah. Um, with the override, it's like everybody is connected, all, like the four people who keep it running and going, we're all in the family. So it's like, it's just natural and easy. And so everybody just kind of, we really set the tone for respect. Uh, respect the mic is like something that we say a lot and uh, emphasize. And so it's just a matter of like teaching people our life and 
It just kind of works. Everybody makes accepted where they are, how they are, um, and encouraged. So. Yeah. And you've had a lot of you've had a lot of people start to just try a couple bit of success and a bit of perhaps you have started out there, um, or at least have performed there. I know that um, I don't know Sean very well. I've done a, a couple of photo shoots with him, but I had met him um, at one mic stand, and he's yeah. he's about to be opening up for Schoolboy Q, which is crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, and his his designs are are dope too. So, what is it? Um, does it like make you excited whenever that kind of stuff happens? Not that you're necessarily um, the direct um, a component of that, but I think that it's definitely. Um, I think it definitely helps. Yeah, for sure. It's super tight. Um, I think that like. It's just cool to be able to be a part of it in the sense that, like, you know, we could have fostered a space for him to, like, grow the spotlight and the opportunity, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it's just inspiring to everybody else who's trying to do the same thing. It feels like, you know, because they're going to get to see you, you know, they're not, uh, you know, or something like that would stop them from going, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so you, do you do music or poetry or anything like that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I did poetry like once in the very beginning, but it was like dead space. But yeah, it was just like, and I sang a cover, but not anything like serious. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know if those were like interests on the side for you as well, if that was like part of the reason that you, you wanted to give people that platform. Um, or if it was just um, from recognizing that like people kind of need that in the community. Yeah, jeez, uh, I keep <laughs> um, Definitely, like we had it lacked. You know, like I've been to open mics and the Nelson that game, they were cool, but it was just like a certain demographic that wasn't inclusive. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so. Um, it was really just like, it was also not having friends. <laughs> um, it was like right after college, I came home, I didn't really like any friends I did have were off at college. Um, you know, like it's just a weird time in your life that you just don't have friends. Yeah, yeah, it's so like, a transitional phase. Go somewhere and then just attract people that are like my group and, you know, want to kick it but not like. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so as far as your uh, as, as far as your artwork goes, how how did that get start? When did you start painting and pursuing art? Um, you know, like, um, as a thing that I like marking myself as, which sounds really weird to say about um, probably like three years ago. I always have done art and made art, but it was never anything that I was like pursuing. I think it was just like, I just did it, you know? Um, but I mean, I've made art my whole life, I guess, but more seriously in the last few years. I don't know, so. Yeah, what? <clears throat> what made you want to make that change? Like, what what made you want to like market yourself for for that to be something that you like wanted to be profitable? Um, when so I had a job 
that is local. Um, that, I think that definitely had something to do with it, like seeing my boss at the time really did do what he wanted to do. Um, being his own boss, not really having to listen to anyone else and his like his full creative direction was like helpful like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that was really cool on my thing, like I don't work for anybody. And then I didn't have a job for two months and I just woke up and was doing art every day and I was like, hmm, like I wish I could just be at home and do this all day and get to make money. So I was like uh two months of just like getting Rachel and I'm like Ooh, like I got the service and the practice. Um, and then I had a good job and that just sucked. It was like a full time job. And so now I'm just like not trying to work as much as I said previously. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what, what makes you want to create art? Or, like, what, what about that, like, um, drew you towards, like, the type of art that you do now? Um, really, I just kind of, like, when I feel some type of way and I can't talk about it, I can, like, talk about it through just fantasy. Um, some of it I just do for the big school and I'm bored. Um, I'm heavily inspired by Q Berry. Uh, it is really obvious to Yeah, yeah I think I understand it. I think I understand it. But I just like, some of the like smaller lines and stuff like that is stuff I always just doodled on paper and stuff like that. It's just like, sometimes I'm on my mind and I just kind of put it on canvas. Some of these are like, Oh, uh, really? So, like, multiple layers? Yeah. My roommate does that a ton. He's, he's got Canvases this. are expensive. Yeah, he's, he's got a wood panel right now that uh, he's been working with, but like 15, 15 layers on. Really? Yeah. Just because it's like a like test piece. And so he'll like do a painting and I'll be like, okay, so I'll like this here and I don't like these places. Yeah. And I'll paint over it and be like, all right, sorry, but what do I do next? I feel it. And I'll just take notes on it and it's just like this, this little laboratory or something. I definitely feel that. That red and blue, that red and blue one has several paintings on it. So are you just like, are you, are you looking for something specific and you just keep on painting hopefully until you get Sometimes, um, sometimes like, I have a really obsessive need to make things balanced or straight in my head. And so that's what some of them are like. Some of them, I have like somewhat, like with these, I really just wanted to do primary colors and I wanted to do like basic shapes, but then like, they're part of a whole show. And, and like when you look at all the pieces, you see like the simple shapes, simple shapes gradually like getting more complex and stuff like that. But, Sometimes it's just like my brain in the development form. 
Yeah, I, it's funny because whenever, whenever I first started like sketching, like my first doodles didn't really look like every other one's doodles. It was always like geometrical patterns, and I would just like cover pages, and I would like like I would like write letters in like my notebooks. Like you know, like, really down that. It was something that was like really strange, and I was just like, but just almost like compulsively, just like yeah, need to fill up the space. I had a journal and I did it for one page, and like I felt the need to have to do it every single other page. And so, like, even with this one, I'm not satisfied to like all of the jobs are really This is my cousin. It's just a balance thing. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And texture. Doesn't this look like it has suede, kind of? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like one of those like little coloring books yes. that has like the, the raised felt on it. I'm going to make you have that I just remember how you do that. I get so curious at yeah. like craft and, and process. So it seems like you play a lot with like layering. Is there like is there something like connected to that madness or is it or is it still just like playing until you find that balance? Uh, most of the time it's just playing with um, sometimes I use certain like I'll use certain patterns to give like a certain type of energy, if that makes sense. So like I do these uh, of the thighs on the mannequin. Those are like really fluid and liquidy to me. And so I just lost my train of thought. Like wait, damn. That's fine. It's it's cool that you're playing a lot with um with pattern it seems like you're really influenced by like pop art and also a little bit of like optical art yeah definitely. what uh what artists um besides keith Haring have like influenced you as an artist do you think uh definitely my own freedom um, working on a paper on her right now oh for real that's super dope more so about uh, uh, the movie about her kind of like the depictions of her and the ways that they're problematic and the ways that they also do like a great job. Yeah. I feel that. Um there's actually a local artist. Her name is uh well I'm not even gonna say her name out loud because I don't think I pronounce it right, but she went to the art institute. Oh, really? Um yes. Um she's in St. Louis now and she Oh, I'm obsessed with her work. Um, but then a lot of it is just like, those are, those are my top, those three. That's awesome. Do you ever think about like, this is kind of another question, do you ever think about doing like street art and stuff like that? Like, Sometimes. Keith Haring did. Yeah, I, uh, I tried to do a little bit. But that's something that I'm, that's a goal for my, this next year, is to get into doing more street art. 
but it's like a whole deep culture and I want to make sure that I do it right yeah and respectfully yeah yeah or even doing real work would be really cool yeah I got to paint like the biggest thing I've ever done is the bathroom in a restaurant at Happy Level. Oh wow! Yeah, I painted all four walls. Yes, yeah, so you kind of have like. some experience in your work. Yeah, that's crazy. I've never worked at a scale like that. It's like it's just like printing things really very well designed. Yeah, which is not really the same. <laughs> it was crazy. I I did not know what I signed up for because when I got in there, I was just like, oh shit, this is really big. Yeah. It's a lot of space, and I I did it all with like the little paint tubes. And so it's just like shit Yeah. Actually there there was one time um that I I worked at this one place I bought for this like pop-up show called the Show Open House. Mm-hmm. Um and we were we were doing a lot of paintings and emails and that. And so I was helping other artists with their mostly just yeah. like, filling in spaces and doing a lot of painting, not necessarily doing a lot of it's changing, it's just not really where my talent is. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of illustration now. Um, but it's mostly just like very uh, sporadic doing. Yeah. That's where my books are. Um, so what, what, at what point kind of like did you decide that this was something that you thought was um, that you're capable of making into a career. Like I feel like there's always um, a moment where you kind of realize that you're good at something or you realize that you have a shot at um I mean you know, like make a career like be profitable about something. Uh, is there a moment um, for you that have that clicks for you where you're like I might be able to just be able to like run creative events and it's been an ongoing process. I feel like the moment I knew seeing how many people came to that and uh, because I'm like in growing my brand as an artist and in growing my standard kind of just like mimicking each other Um, because like I created a platform where I'm able to show my work to all the strangers you know what I'm saying yeah myself as an artist and so I would say when like in doing the open mic, I was able to like 
be like, okay, I got this on my heart. Just like, I don't tell the other line, but just like I run the other line. I put that in my heart. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Run it up. Yeah, it was almost like if I, if I'm capable of doing um, one might stand, then I'm definitely capable of marketing my artwork, especially since it's already been done. Um, were there like people who really like push you to either to make one like a uh, might like, stand or like to like really push like your art? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Alex, my boyfriend, my sister Tiffany, Pablo. Kendall, he's an art director. We um, I actually curate the gallery inside the restaurant. So we just feature local artists every month and just rotate them out. Um, he's really big on just like giving me creative freedom to do whatever I want. He's the only one that can think of and just like do events and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so whatever you're curating for those features, are you reaching out to people that you're noticing, or is it that people submit any work um, and then you kind of choose from what's available? Uh, most of the time, it is just people that I know and that I like, because um, we feature an artist every month, like, uh, and I'll just pull from that, or it'll just be different artists that I've met at different shows. Um, or sometimes, like, if you go through the hashtag Can't See Artists, you'll just find a bunch of local artists. Um, and so just whatever way I think it may be a fair maybe I've only, I put out a call for artists, and I only really got like, two responses. And so I thought that that didn't, it doesn't have the same effect um, versus when you, when you know somebody and you're like, hey, have this opportunity for you if you want it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of making people like apply for it. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of starts to feel like work for them rather than like an yeah. opportunity. Yeah, that's interesting. One of the things I've been like considering is creating a Facebook group for the link that way people who are um, trying to like spread opportunities or look for featured artists or uh, have a call for artists or something like that that they can just like post it on uh, the Facebook group and use it as like a forum yeah. um, but it really just like depends on whether or not people will use it because um, I feel like there's so many things that you can't interact with on social media now that people just don't <clears throat> um, so like how does how does the medium impact your work um, do you typically stick to painting or does does that kind of change about your throughout your work Sometimes, like, I'll just have my journal with me for like a long period, like two months. Or I'll just, like, like I said, I'll be drawing on one page and not the the rest. And so I'll just be like, any creative or free time I have, um, I'm just doing that. Or, um, like, when I had that two month break from work, I really was waking up in the middle of the day. Because I didn't have all the shit at the end of my day. Um, it's hard, like, now, it's hard to get into, uh, like, most of the paintings have been done in, like, the similar time frame or, like, a chunk of time because I just found the out and ready to go. 
forward like doing stuff that I like and being at work. Some of them are just like pieces that have been built over time. But so like some of them yeah. I'm trying to like answer your question about the moments. Are there like common things that you that you follow in your in your work? You mentioned the fact that you kind of use uh, like primary colors and like geometry. Yeah. Uh, is there like a specific reason for that, or that's just what comes out, or is there like an inspiration behind that? Um, some of it just comes out. Some of it, like I said, I just because of the balance of it and Some of them, I try to give you a realistic test, but I'm not a very like realistic type of drummer or painter or something like that. Um, so it's just like I try to make like um, I wouldn't say distorted, but just like really. It's like a layer of a picture. It's just like the skeleton of that makes sense with the shape. Um, and the layers are really just like, I'm not to be one of those who will go like, just how the colors just represent the way out there. Yeah. And just the balance of colors. So some of like the ones that are super like geometric with the lines and the rules with miniatures. I noticed that I've been in like a state of mind where I'm just like obsessively, you know, yeah. putting things in order and lines like that. And then the cooler ones are like when I'm just in a state of being all my way. Big yellow You know what I'm Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the perfectionist with your OCD. You're like battling the. The, the party that just wants to be spontaneous. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting because like the the way that you've talked about your work in some ways like reminds me of like the Bauhaus, like um, what they taught there, just about like geometry and, and primary colors. But then it's also like you talk about things in a very like postmodernist way of a very like or at least your your work is very postmodernist in the fact that like it's playing with like these organic, like really abstract lines. And I think it's really interesting like, the things that you're playing with. Whenever you had shown me your work, um, <clears throat> my roommate was really interested in it. And he plays a lot, around a lot with like op art, uh, has like optical illusion art, and, like influences you in, yeah. in, your, in your making some. For sure. Uh, some of it, there's. I don't know the name of these people or their names, um, but there's a few people in the vessel. There's a guy with a dreamscape in there. Dreamscapes are like something that I've always just been drawn to and like understood. And so that's something that I've like been influenced by. Is a dreamscape just like that depiction of a dream? Um, kind of as a little model of religions. Okay, interesting. They're really cool. Um, 
So some of them, like sometimes, uh, I'm not intending to make it not the conclusion. I'm just like so like zoned in on having a lot of this kind of going, and I'm obsessively doing it, and I don't know that there's like a graphic accurate that it plays with the eye in some ways. Yeah, I think, man, I'm kind of wishing that I would have brought my my roommate you guys would have had so many similarities and like what you guys look for in your work, I feel like, because he's the same way. He's really big on pattern and he's, well, he's he's also really like precise with some of his stuff. That's where you guys differ with like, he's really big on like, like Richard and New Spirits and um, Montreal, like really clean lines sometimes, but then he'll like break that. He'll tape out like these really, really like trippy looking um, pieces that play with like organic lines, like bending into each other. Um, and those are the ones where he's just like, he's like, yeah, I didn't really want it to be an optical illusion. He's like, I'm just focused on the pattern. Right. And he goes, but I add so many lines and I just get so like enthralled with it that by the time it is done, he's like, it's going to look like an optical illusion. There's so much going on. Yeah. I Yeah. So like, what are the things that like, like, um, for, for me as a designer, like the, the user is like integral to, to my experience of designing. Like I consider the, the user always, how much does like the mirror impact your work at all? Or does it not? Uh, I I just kind of like do it. People will say, like, oh, that looks cool. Um, this comes with like, nothing. Uh, people don't give me a lot of suggestions. Yeah. Well, you're one of those artists that have that have a niche right now. So, so you've, you've kind of started to develop this like style, or like I don't want to say style because style seems so big, but like this this common language that's happening throughout all your work. And it just, I feel like it just takes the time to like get known for that particular style. And then you'll become that artist for like you get commissions because they want that particular style. Not everyone's made to be like the, the corporate machine that can do a little bit of everything for people. I feel like I was doing like even with new commissions that were kind of picky with my commissions, but I just, I just don't think that's some of the best for me. And I'll try to pass them on to other people because some just this aren't my thing. That kind of stays like a certain realm, or at least some some areas just excite me more. I create better work out of it. Yeah, I like to be able to just do that because sometimes like I'll take forever to finish a piece, and sometimes like I'll have something painted, and I'll like people seem to like it. They say they like it, and then I go, I get it. Yeah, I think it's interesting with abstract pieces because I think one of the main reasons, like, I've actually, like, I mean, I said earlier that I don't paint, but 
I've painted some, and it's it's typically abstract work, and it's it's always bad in my opinion. And I've been told otherwise, but it just doesn't like feel right to me. And I think I'm just really really bad at just knowing whenever something's done if it's not like concrete. Yeah, like like I'm I'm really good with like data. I'm really good with with knowing whenever like a composition looks balanced and stuff like that. But whenever it comes to, to doing something abstract, it's like I don't I'm so used to working with concrete things that as soon as it's abstract, I'm just like, I don't know what it's not. There's no like there's no logic or like analytics to this. Like I can't be pragmatic about it. Um, what like where do you think that, that like comes from like the the ability to be able to express yourself in ways that doesn't necessarily um, <laughs> need to like make sense or be like so blatant that's more ambiguous. Um I think I mean I kind of like all my siblings are creative and so Fashion. My sister is the only one that's a visual artist, uh, but like my mom, she just always been a very creative and expressive person. And growing up, like I had five siblings, uh, and so there was just like so much going on in the house that everybody had strong personalities, and it was just kind of like something that I was taught and I looked at my whole life was people just like being themselves without you know just like being um my like I don't really second guess it and so like that's a lot I second guess a lot but like when it comes to just like just expressing shit and just letting shit out I've always just like done it um because everybody in my life was just done it. And so, uh, mm-hmm. it's just probably sibling, I guess, is where it stems from. And my mom. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, do you have any like tips f- for people who are trying to get connected in the art community or just connected with the community in general? Uh, based off of your experiences? Definitely uh, Instagram helps a lot. Because um, a lot of people, again, don't feel welcome or don't go to certain events or certain parts of the city, um, stuff like that. But uh, Instagram, you're able to connect with people super easy. And then uh, Just meeting people, like putting yourself out there. Uh, there's a lot of different local entities that support and promote uh, visual artists or uh, artists of any sort, to be honest. But just like meeting people, Kansas City is really small. Um, somebody knows somebody. And the open mic school, you meet. A lot of different people there that do a lot of different type of things in the city. Um, most of the people that I've met have been people who knew people that I knew. Um, 
So just like going out and meeting people and then like uh, just doing something productive or something not productive, but something towards your craft, whatever that may be every day. Um, and not stopping. That sounds so cliche, but it's like something that's what resonated with me. It's just like doing something. Because there were times where I like wouldn't do anything expressive or creative or wouldn't draw. I wouldn't, you know, like sometimes I make flyers and that's like a painting to me because yeah. of the balance and shit. Um, but there will be days where I don't do any of it. For, or not even just days, but periods where I don't do anything. Yeah. And so, um, like sometimes once you stop, it's really hard to like, yeah, get the pace back. Yeah. But, um, just doing a little thing every day, even if it's like adding some shit to the canvas or organizing my studio is something that really helps get me like back in a creative space. Um, because of the obsessive like need to straighten everything out and make it make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's something nice about just having like a, a clean, organized studio too. Mm-hmm. Like to an extent. Like honestly, like I love messing up my studio. Yeah. I think so, like, even... Getting it messy. Yeah, like, I just think so sporadically, and so, like, it's it's not uncommon for me to see me, like, at my studio, like, throwing, like, a million post-it notes on the wall, just yeah. trying to connect ideas, and then I'll, like, come in on, like, it's typically, like, Sundays, um, that I come in and I'll, like, clean up, like, a little bit, yeah. make it all nice, and then I'm just, like, pumped for the next week, and just, exactly. like, okay looks all pristine by next Sunday it's going to be absolutely fucked but yeah. at least it's nice for now yeah <clears throat> every time I start something new though it has to be clean well that's a lot I be starting to shit when I have to that's going to be dry which is bad after the month but yeah there are times where it's like a table like this is covered with a bunch of different things, and I have cats who like climb on top of the table and walk on shoes. One of them tracked paint off my painting onto another painting onto the floor. Oh man. Yeah. That could be a series of just having like a series of paintings that you do, but then just like move around <laughs> and see what happens. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like a collaborative participatory piece. I've got cats. I've got cats too, and I, I definitely know what it's like to uh, to deal with them in the studio space. Luckily, uh, I'm a designer, so I don't do too much analog stuff. But uh, my roommate definitely feels uh, the pain a little bit more on that one, being a printmaker. My last uh, studio was like in an open space. You didn't have door and that window. I used to climb on the but now I have like a door that shuts and I can't get in. So I'm excited to like, to see how much work I can do. Cause that was something that really needed to do work. Yeah, it's having a space that's conducive for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what were like the, like what were some of your original struggles trying to get um, connected with people? Cause at some point, like at one point you said that you didn't really have like a whole lot of friends. Like what was like, what, what were, ways that you overcame that but then also like what were like struggles along the way like either personal struggles of like um whether or not you like you need to struggle around people sometimes or whether or not it was just like an accessibility issue like just like getting to, like 
trying to figure out where to find the people to make these connections? Um, a lot of, so like, I grew up going to a youth group and being involved in like, like drama teams and stuff like that. And so a lot of those people became like brothers and sisters. And a lot of them are creative and, um, you know, do different, uh, like some of them are poets and stuff like that. And I have met people through different outlets that they go to and like going to the sale, a lot of the people took the sale. Um, which is a, it was a creative arts high school. Um, a lot of those people are like the rappers that are like uh, working constantly on stuff in the city and visual artists and stuff like that. And so a lot of people are like people that I know through other people. And so um, it was kind of, Like getting to meet these people wasn't difficult. It was just more so like um, figuring like some people didn't click with other people. Like I've lived all over Kansas City, and so I've been around like a lot of different demographics. Yeah, um, and so like integrating. Like people that I know from one area of the city, people that I know from a different area of the city, um, or just like, because uh, I I know a lot of culture shop now that I think about it. Um, I started high school out in at Staley, which is like surrounded by billion dollar homes and like it was a huge school, knew a lot of white people. Yeah. You know, and so then I went to a Catholic school that was like outside and still like wealthy white people, but it was way smaller and it was like religious. And then I went to Westman, which is like a predominantly black school. Uh, fights every day, just like a very, very different type of school. And then like, yeah. I moved to Boston without knowing anybody for a year, um, which still kind of like is my home to me that I do that because I'm the shyest person ever. And uh, being shy is definitely something that's been like, or is a difficulty. Because um, like, I really don't like talking to people, but I do once I get like comfortable. Yeah. But, yeah, being shy and just rambling. I think that people bash on rambling too much. Yeah, I remember a lot. So do I. So do I. Sometimes I don't know what I do, and then I'll just like come to a point where I realize I am, and I'm like, shit, I'm rambling for a long time. Yeah, I feel like I figure out some stuff though that I remember rambling. Yeah. And honestly, yes. it's like if nobody else is talking, I'm like, why do you care if I'm rambling? <laughs> True. Like, speak up, interrupt me, or there's something if you have an issue with it. Um, shit, there was something else I was going to say. Um, yeah, how do, you, how do you deal with, like, uh, with being shy? Like, are, are there ways of overcoming that that you've noticed help? Um, I'm not asking for a friend. I'm actually asking for myself. Um. I don't 
think that I have gotten a little mature. Well, so like sometimes I think it depends on how many people in the room I know, which I guess is not a good thing. But like if I know how some of the room is going to react, then I feel like, you know, I don't have to uh, like I can be vocal about certain stuff, whatever. But there's still a lot of time that I just sit in the corner, quiet, um, or just like stand next to someone that I know. It's still a very like difficult thing to overcome. The cool thing about like being at the open mic, and the cool thing about having the one mic stand platform is that like. Now I'm just creating events with people that I know. And so I don't have to be shy a lot um, because of what I've been surrounding myself with. Uh, yeah, because you feel in your element. Yeah, like I just know there's still a lot of, but that's the cool thing about it. Like there's still a lot of new people and people I've never heard before that come to it. But because it's like a space where I know like who's in the building and I know the energy that's there, like the precedent has been set. Like, I'll walk up to people that I don't know and that have never been there and have like a full conversation with them about some personal shit or, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really impressive how well you guys have been able to create um, just the vibe that, like, if, if you're not there to spread love, then you're, you're just not there. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And so I think that that's really cool because I'm, I'm a really shy person. Um, I'm just very, I'm very introverted. Um, and I've, I'm just like, I guess I'm more so like the person who likes sit in the corner. Yeah. Write poetry about people. And I have people, people give people shit about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've got introvert tendencies, but I, I also really like being around people. I'm just not, I'm not someone who's very demanding of attention. Yeah. And I find that to be exhausting. And so there's some crowds where I'm around where I'm just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak over everybody. I'm not going to like put on like an act or like that to like be like the one, like to get noticed in a room. And sometimes like I feel like, that's expected sometimes. Yeah. Um, and and that can make me kind of like anxious sometimes to where I'm just like, I don't even, I almost just like close myself off a little bit. But I feel like the things that have like definitely helped me is like, first off, like challenging myself. Like I put myself out of my comfort zone all the time. Yeah. Um, not even on purpose. Sometimes I think it's just from like stuff that I need to get done from like school or just stuff that I want to get done. I just don't really let that get in the way. Yeah. And so I often find myself being in these situations where I'm just like, I'm so like, I'm literally having a panic attack. Yeah. But <clears throat> you just got to go through with it. And then like after you conquer those things, you feel like a little bit more powerful. Yeah. It's like, okay, I made, it, I made it through that and I leveled up something. I don't have to be as worried about the next thing. Um, I think the podcast has helped me with this some too. I mean, like I've, um, I've done a couple of interviews today and I did a couple yesterday and I feel like each one's like gotten a little bit better about it because yeah. um, whenever I had said, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to like interview people and then even like do like a podcast and my teacher was just like, oh, really? And I was just like, yeah, I was like, this strange of me because everybody at school knows me so quiet because I'm just, yeah. I'm in a different mindset. Um, 
I feel like that sometimes. Yeah. I feel like I feel like what I'm doing impacts um that a lot. Like if I'm working on stuff, I'm not a very social person. I'm very much like like if I'm at school, I'm just like I'm here to work. Like like I just wanna like be here focused on my stuff if I'm constantly in my notebook, even if like like even if we're not if nobody's talking, like I'll be writing in my notebook and people are like, What are you taking notes on? It's like I'm really just like thinking on the page, like um, I agree with that. Yeah, I think it can be beneficial sometimes to, to be introverted though because you, you notice things and I feel like it helps you get used to slowing down some and um, taking a breath to be able to like figure things out. Yeah. Which it seems like you're very, um, at least it seems like you're just like got a ton of practice and like trying to piece things together and yeah. figure out a lot of the different parts at once. Introverted people, I feel like, are much, much, uh, are really, really skilled when it comes to, like, seeing how things can improve because of how just, like, just on the wall, you know, it is. So we kind of remove ourselves from the situation in some ways. Um, So, who are... Who are some people that really um, like impacted you as as an artist um, that are that are maybe like local to Kansas City? Um, I know we talked briefly about people in pop culture who have impacted you, but is there anybody uh, that's local that's really like helped you um, by either like giving you feedback or or somebody that you lean on for for a critique? Or is, has your art been pretty personal to yourself for the most part? Um, it's just been my people. Uh, like Kendall, for sure. Like I'll have stuff up at the gallery or at Happy Apple. Um, he is more. Uh, Vocal, I guess, about like <laughs> what he sees or not. Um, Alex, for sure, but a lot of it is just kind of like me asking them what they think of it. Um, <laughs> most of it's just kind of just me. Yeah. Uh, do you know Tad Michael? Yeah, he is. He's one of the people I will be interviewing. Yeah, I haven't, oh, no. yeah, I haven't met him yet. I've we've talked a little bit on Instagram before, because um, I really like his his digital illustration style. And I asked him like I, I had a few questions about how he used gradients one time, yeah. and we were we were nerds about software a little bit. And yeah, I hit him up. He's he seems like a really a really solid, humble guy. Yeah, he's, he's but yeah, the, for, as far as my art goes, it's pretty just like personal. It's just like shit that I do, and you know, it's just like y'all like it. Um, there's never really been anybody for me to go to with like how to learn how to do shit, certain shit. Um, I'm starting to learn people who like to like will potentially be people I can lean on and like kind of see as a mentor, you know, like my vision. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like um, that's something I've been kind of looking into 
as far as stuff that like the league can could try to set up as, as mentorship programs for people to volunteer. So it would be based off of, you know, like people willing to to get involved with I've got one at my school, so I'm a mentor to, to a sophomore at my school who's a designer, and I think that that's very rewarding for me to be able to pass on my knowledge. Um, but it's just also like having a mentor. So my my mentor works at Hallmark, and I've learned so much from him. And me and him have met like twice this semester. Yeah. Um, but even within that, like my probably like my most uh, critical critiques that I've gotten that have really made a huge impact on how I've approached not only this magazine and platform but my other projects that have, have been with him. Um, what are what are some other things that you kind of wish existed in the community? Um, or maybe even like issues that you see in the community um, that you think need to be addressed? Um, I think that there needs to be more art programs that aren't related to like schools for younger kids and like high schoolers and stuff because I feel like there's not there's a few different like opportunities um for like kids who excel in like visual art classes classes um uh, but there's not a lot of opportunity for like YouTube rap or poets and stuff yeah. that are provided by like our uh, school district. Um, yeah, of libraries that we have in Kansas City and put like an art space in it or yeah. something like that. Or a community center. Yeah. Just like a whole big ass like center with different, you know, like space for graphic designers and space for hip hop dancers, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really good idea. Um, these are all things that I've been kind of like trying to think about as um as I'm working on this magazine, um, just for like food for thought. And and I think that Kansas City is 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 I think I'm very lucky to to live here and the fact that Kansas City is very responsive um to the ideas that come out uh like come from within it. And so it's like, you know, someone like me and you can have this type of conversation and it be seen and like something actually might be done about it. Yeah. Which I think is which really cool to like be able to to be able to have that um power in a sense 
are going to have that influence. Yeah. Um, to live in a city that uh, cares so much about like, the community and like the the vibe mm-hmm. um, that it even portrays. Um, so, like, what are what are other things that have that have kind of helped you get connected outside of one mic stand, or like, what are what are other um, organizations that you kind of noticed that are doing similar things, if any? Um, have you ever heard of Mary Abel? I have not. Uh, it's like a local community organization. Uh, it's called Rosie. It's I met her um, through Jordan, who is the co-owner of Happy Up Um She asked me one day if I wanted to be in the art show, and I was like, hey. And so then I was in the art show at the Hangar, and uh, it was called the Mary Outlaw Party. Um, and they had like, they featured local uh, visual artists in their band called Rubio. Or like a guy in Rubio uh, performing and she was with the DJs. And anyways, um, she has this thing called, or they have this thing called the Mary Outlaw Portrait Project. And they basically um, like just have this day where anybody can come get their headshot taken. And then um, they get to like just speak on literally whatever they want to speak on. And then they just kind of like post it and um, it's similar to like you know the New York, it's just like different um, little pieces of different people. And so uh, they also do like community outreach events where they feed people or um, regular thing like coats for people. Um, they did an event recently with barrier babes where they uh, they got like menstrual products for homeless women and stuff like that and then like pass them out um and then there's also like creative collectives that uh like swan for instance is one um swap the swap collective which is like different people expressing themselves with different mediums and forms and then having events that bring all those people together yeah, that's awesome. So, um, like, as as a black artist, you've you've mentioned multiple times, like demographics. Like, what have what have been some of the struggles that you've noticed for you dealing with those demographics, and maybe some ways that have like helped you navigate those, or maybe just encouraged you during those moments. Um, wait, like me. Or what are just like some issues with with creative communities and like like how is what are the struggles of a black artist in getting connected in the creative uh, community and how have you like navigated those? Um, some of it I'm still navigating. That's why like one well, my stand is really important to me because it's just been uh, unlike any other creative. Some of like the creative scenes or collectives within city have been like things that are very exclusive and like 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 in what ways? It was just like it's like pools, and this is I say it was because I feel like we've made a shift as a city um, from what I see. 
But it was just like pools of people who kind of just like only put each other on with opportunities. Yeah. And I feel like now um, it's more of a collaborative mindset with everybody. Like everybody just wants everybody else to be, you know? Um, and that's like, I've been able to meet people who are on that same energy through doing the mic stand. And so it's just been like a world that's built. Um, but like I, you know, was doing open mics at Nelson Atkins, like the people weren't really connected in a city like that, but they are now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even realize that they were doing uh, open mics at the Nelson for a while. That that's kind of cool that they were doing that there, but uh, that's definitely a, a more like stuffy demographic. Yeah, it was like high school teenagers. They didn't have anything for like people who were out of school, you know. Okay. Um. Interesting. Yeah. So I we'll have to talk to them about like maybe trying to get that started up, but like in a different a different way. I actually work at the Nelson Atkins. Oh, no. Right now, yeah, I'm one of their designers. The That's a good term. It's called TAG, the Team uh, Advisory Group. Okay. I'm think, I think they still do it. Okay. Um, but nice. yeah, to, I, that's the like, thing I do there. Um, but I was like the only, I wasn't the only black person on the board, but like, I was the only one who went to a school and like brought people who were not uh like everybody else not like black but just like um like people from the inner city or people from like the projects yeah you know? so it was and i think that was like a cool way to connect or like a cool way that people got connected as well um because like there's just people who never were around or like were in the same places as each other. Yeah, it wasn't really a, an issue of connection. It was more of just like the feeling that you guys weren't the people that you were, they were trying to cater to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a nice upscale museum. Um, well, do you have any like up and coming? Like, is there anything that you're currently working on that you would like to promote or anything um, that's that's coming up that you're excited about that you'd like to talk about? Um, I'm gonna have a solo show at some point next year. Um, and it's a completely like sensory experience um, that I'm very excited to share with people. Um, and I've been working on it for a while. So that's coming soon. Um, the open mic always has events hopping off. We actually are doing, um, we're moving into like a direction of doing shows at schools and like bringing the one mic stand culture to colleges. Um, just okay. because like when I went to college, I didn't know anybody and there wasn't really like a space that felt super comfortable or just like inclusive. And so, because I like, you know, we've accomplished that here in Kansas City, I think we can take that energy to a school um, and then simultaneously, like, give more platform to artists that we've seen build their brand and their establish their style here and, like, allow them to level up by going with one at a college or like, in a different city. Yeah. So, that's something we need to have. Um, 
we'll have events that are out of state soon, which is very exciting. That's really cool. Um, and then just the open mics. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's super excited that you guys are you guys are starting to get stuff out of state. Like, what is how how are those uh, connections like popping up? Um, most of them, well, actually, all of them are um, people who come to Walmart State KC and then went to college. Okay. In other cities, and I was like, yo, we want to do open mic at your school. Let's set it up. And so uh, we're trying to do it so that it's a partnership. Because uh, I don't want it to be like, uh, you know, just something that can only happen if we're there. I want to just like show them like, hey, look, like you guys can have this space in the community and then, you know, build that with people who are already at the school and who are on the same kind of energy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, want the same kind of environment um, and just kind of like, yeah, so you're essentially teaching people how to create communities like you have. That is, that is super duper cool. Um, then I guess to like finish off, like, do you have any advice for people who want to do what you do? Um, do not stop working towards it every single day. Uh, literally just like everything has been built just by doing little steps every day. Um, definitely allowing people to help you. Like, at first, I used to really struggle with um, trying to find people to like put on the team um, because there were times where I was like looking for somebody that I felt like I would work a little bit, but then there were times where I was really like feeling like I needed to find somebody who's knowledgeable and skilled in something instead of just kind of like letting the people who felt the same way. Um, and have the same intentions for it, come on board and just like help. And then, you know, um, allowing people who like didn't realize they were good at something um, blossom and like grow into something that they're good at. So just be like being open to learning and growing. Um, I, at first, like all I did was just set everything up at the open mic, but now I like, which is a really good thing. I've emceed, um, I've done sound, I've performed, and then I've done like all of the setup and breaking the work. And so always just like putting yourself in uncomfortable positions and like pushing yourself to just keep going and like, don't take a yes. Um, a lot of the time, like, the big decisions that have been made for the open mic that have, or for one mic stand in my heart that have, like, the rest of it forward sometimes and then just like sporadic, you know, piece together stuff. Um, so just like trusting your creative good or trusting yourself with like whatever it is you're doing, especially if it's something you enjoy. Um, yeah, it's gonna work out. Yeah, awesome. Um, so how can people find your work? On my IG, it's really Casey Young, and I'm setting up an Etsy account, so that will happen soon, and then with the open mic, or at Happy Apple Cafe, or a lot of it. Great. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for linking that with me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for linking that with me. Thanks again for joining the Link Podcast. Follow River on Instagram at River McKenzie Young. Give at one Mike Stan KC a follow and check out some of their events. In addition, make sure to grab some grub at the Happy Apple Cafe and Awaze. Support these creative locals and continue to seek connection and community. Thanks for linking up with us.